Welcome to Holding Down the Fort, a podcast show dedicated to curating knowledge, resources, and relevant stories so military spouses can continue to make confident and informed decisions for their families. Because let's face it, we know who's really holding down the fort. I'm Jen Amos, a Gold Star daughter, a veteran spouse, and your host for today's show. Let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Holding Down the Fort. Now before I begin this next show, I would like for you to consider this episode as a prequel to Holding Down the Fort. I'm actually going to play a special exclusive Facebook Live interview that was done between my husband and founder of US Vet Wealth, Scott R. Tucker, being interviewed with Vert Force founder, Kimber Hill. This is the edited version of the interview. If you're interested in learning more about VertForce after this interview, you can check out the website at vertforce.us or check out the show notes. The reason why I'm playing this interview is because this is the interview that really inspired our team at US Vet Wealth to create Holding Down the Fort. This interview includes Scott's background in the service and post-military depression, common struggles that military spouses face, how U.S. Vet Wealth was created to redefine how transition and retirement is traditionally done, and most of all, a hint at the issues we'll be addressing on the show. I encourage you to listen to the show with your situation in mind, and if there's anything that strikes a chord with you or piques your interest, you can email us at holdingdownthefortpodcasts at gmail.com or direct message us on Instagram at holdingdownthefortpodcasts. Special thanks to the VertForce team and to Kimber for letting us share this episode. You can also listen to this episode again on VertForce's podcast episode number six. Keep in mind that this interview was done in 2019, so there's a couple things that may be outdated. We mention our other company, US Vet Life, quite often, and today we mainly refer to ourselves as US Vet Wealth. Also, some of the signups or web links are also outdated in this episode, so as I mentioned, if anything piques an interest to you, to please reach out to me directly, whether it's email holding on the fort podcast at gmail.com or on Instagram at holding on the fort podcast. Thank you so much and enjoy. So tonight we're talking financial wellness, working in finance marketing and discovering your purpose and overcoming depression. So what I'd like for you to know is that it's important for you to stick around until the end of tonight's interview because you're going to get a chance to receive a free ebook and book a free information session with our speaker. And you're going to hear about the opportunity, the employment opportunity or training opportunity that he's bringing to the community. All right. Jamie says, hi, I'm excited. Jamie, I bet you're excited. You know our guest. All right. Our special guest this evening he, is very interesting. We talked for almost an hour yesterday, so I think you're going to get a lot out of this one. He is a 2002 West Point graduate. He served in the Army for 11 years, where he spent most of his time overseas in Germany. He was an officer. Now he is a USAA digital military influencer. I don't know about you, whenever, but whenever I hear the word influencer, I get excited. He is a veterans cannabis advocate. The San Diego Business Journal named him Entrepreneur of the Year in 2018. Guys, that was just last year, so that's kind of a big deal. 
He's the author of The Veteran's Guide to Life, Liberty, and Purpose and the owner of U.S. Vet Life. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Scott Tucker. Welcome, Scott. Great to be here. Thank you. Thanks for joining us tonight. I'm excited that you're talking to the community. Um, I know after we talked yesterday and over the past few weeks, as I've been getting to know you and getting to know your business and and your purpose, it's been increasingly more exciting getting closer to having you on the on the group and interviewing you. Likewise, from our end as well, it's it's been a pleasure working with your organization. We couldn't be more happy. Like I was told yesterday, it was a shocking surprise, and it was the best thing that could have happened to us this year. Quite <laughs> honestly, uh, you guys are doing amazing things. So anyway, we can support. We're, we're super involved and, and want to want to help out. Well, thank you so much. I bet every single person on the Brute Force team is really happy to hear that. So team, take that as a pat on the back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's dive right in. We're hitting on some pretty heavy stuff today, and I think all of it is very applicable to military and the military spouses of Vert Force. So first, I want to ask you, what happened to you in 2017 that helped you redefine yourself as a businessman? That's a great question because, you know, I've had a lot of years of struggle. It wasn't just 2017, really, to be honest. I, I got to go back almost a decade before then to when I was going through my transition uh, at the end of 2008. I was getting out overseas in Germany and had no plan whatsoever other than uh, I was dating a German opera singer and realized there's no opera singing in Fort Bragg, North Carolina. So I guess I'm getting out of the Army. So that was my whole uh, plan. And and that's how I stumbled into financial services because we were able to operate uh, overseas, military and DOD car holders, and um, and, and found myself as being a, a, that was my new career. So I just thought that's what I was supposed to do. And after, you know, four or five years of, 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 you know, lots of failures and then some success, I, I realized, wow, I don't have integrity with this industry at all. I don't understand how, you know, the way they're telling us to do it doesn't make sense, but everybody's doing it this way. And so I really struggled. I was like, no, I got to find a better way. And I went on a journey and then, then I lost the opera singer. So that was like super lost and, <laughs> and, and, uh, and didn't know at all what I want to do with my life. I was like, I, the, the career that I'm, I, I feel like I'm stuck in, cause this is what I, the first thing I did after the military, it must be what I have to do for the rest of my life. I just struggled for years and really, really lost sense of purpose. Cause it's like, I don't want to just, you know, sell people mutual funds and insurance anymore without a true intention. I mean, saving just with a goal of just for retirement and buying a house and putting the kids in college. You know, that's what you're supposed to do as an American. That's that's not there's no incentive. And in, in, in the statistics show majority of military families are getting out of the military with less than five thousand dollars to their name because mm-hmm. there's no incentive to do it. And we're so used to all these benefits taking care of everything. So, right. You know, that that caused a lot of trouble. And frankly, as I was searching, I, I just you know really kind of lost myself. I thought I was, you know, hitting major forms of depression or whatever and, and uh, ended up going to the V.A. and. And taking the you know the medications that they give you know all of us, um, right? And it just seems like it seemed like it was getting worse. And and then my my dad died out of the blue. He was mm. seventy four years old, but he was he was out golfing. But also during those years of struggle, I, I didn't take the traditional path of going to tra- transition assistance programs or 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 you know just sticking with the job just because I had to you know get a paycheck. I looked through alternative resources. I would listen to just tons of podcasts and and watch YouTube videos. And I learned about uh, these alternative medicine practitioners, shamans, really, uh, to be honest, in, in Mexico. And I was living in San Diego at the time. And it just the, the loss of my dad and where I was at in life was so shocking. 
I said, all right, let's give it a shot. Give and it a I, go. I went, I went spent a week <laughs> with a shaman and, and uh, the way he explains it is the plant medicines rewire your brain and, and, and you'll have a new brain. And I'm not, I wasn't an ever religious guy. So I was just like, yeah, whatever, dude. Uh, sure enough, a week later, my wife, Jen, can tell you just completely perspective shift. And, and, and what I, you know, really what, what came out of it is, is the shaman, the way the shaman explained it to me is like, Scott, you're not depressed. You're just bored. You need a purpose. And then when that happened, like mm. all this guilt and fear and anxiety and feeling stupid just left. And I was like, oh, I'm on a mission now. Like th- my dad, you know, my dad almost died to, to kind of sacrifice himself to wake me up in a way. That was another way of interpreting it. So, yeah, that that kind of, you know, it was a big epiphany for me. And I realized I, I, I can never go back to the old way of looking at how we're, you know, quote unquote, supposed to do things. Right. Because there's too many of people like me out there who aren't meant for the traditional path or in this modern time of what we call the fourth stage of the industrial revolution, there's so many more opportunities out there. And it, it's kind of a shame that our so military many. And, and military spouse and veteran community are just simply oblivious to it because, you know, the most of the way we're taught to participate in an income producing economy is basically like the same they did in the eighties and the nineties. And it, we're in a different time. So it's, it's time for more people to be aware and I'm not afraid to, you know, support things like, like you mentioned, I'm a veteran cannabis advocate. You know, there's this huge opportunities in that realm, on both on the medical side of helping people and on the job opportunity side. So I just want to help open doors any way I can. That's amazing. So I guess you would say that visiting the shaman, realizing that you needed to discover your purpose, those were some of the cues and the triggers that helped you finally overcome that sort of rut of depression that you were stuck in. Absolutely. I, I realized, hey, it, it's it's one of those things almost like cliche. It's like we're only here once, you know, time. It's not about and that's what I, I think I realized it's not about money. Mm-hmm. It's it's really about your time. One of the mottos I have is um, you know, we, we don't we don't spend our time for money. That that's you know, that's where you get stuck right. slave in a way. And essentially you you are a slave in a way for somebody else or for some organization. And but what if you can position yourself instead spend your money for more time and with these different you know that's uh, different types of mindset shifts there's no excuse to be you know depressed anymore obviously if there's a chemical imbalance that's a completely different thing but i think a lot of us are simply we call it depression and then we get put on medications and therefore get labeled when really it's it's a lot of just boredom and and because we have all these distractions with modern social media and netflix and 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 don't get me wrong i Stayed through to the Game of Thrones thing, just like everybody else. Uh, and, and disappointed like so everybody disappointing. else. So <laughs> disappointing. I literally wrote to Jen, all right, I'm not watching TV anymore. <laughs> this is a waste of time. Like, uh, you know, what's going on in America right now is too important. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's so funny. But I think I think a lot of the military spouses in Vert Force can relate to that feeling. And in fact, viewers, anyone who's watching right now, uh, show of likes, comments, reactions. Tell me if you have experienced depression from, you know, lack of purpose. I know I went through it. I think the first six months of me realizing that, oh my gosh, I am married to the service now. You know, everything that I've been planning for for the past 10 years and everything I went to school for and all the internships and work that I did, uh, I'm going to really have to find a way to make that still happen because it really might not. You know, my dream and my vision have to change. And that was kind of sad at first. And then I'd like to know from anyone who's watching, has Vert Force helped you overcome that? 
because I think connecting with other active duty military spouses. And for me, something that's always been very important to me is finding a fulfilling career. So connecting with active duty military spouses on that passion has helped bring me joy and helped me find a new purpose. And it's so important, but it's so prevalent too. And I think we don't acknowledge that enough in our community. All right. So I'm seeing some come through, got some yeses. And this is my last PCS. Thank goodness. Absolutely. Oh, and so disappointed on Game of Thrones. (laughs) Everybody go look at the meme I posted yesterday. Because I think the meme that I posted on my Facebook and my Instagram is um, so accurate. It's the best description. (laughs) All right. Thank you for sharing that with us, Scott. Like Mm -hmm. I said, I don't think that it gets talked about enough. So um, let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. What would you recommend to a military spouse or a veteran who's experiencing depression from a lack of purpose? You know, it it, kind of goes into what you just talked about. Uh, You know, when I think about, you know, that kind of a question, you know, really it's, it's how I learned about the issues that, that you, the military spouses face. Uh, a lot of times where I, I was, I was always single in the military. Like I said, I was, you know, we were living over in Germany. So I didn't have an American, you know, uh, wasn't around American uh, spouses a lot and didn't realize until I met uh, Stephanie Brown from the Rosie network in San Diego. And she was explaining how uh, when she was stationed overseas with her husband, who was an admiral, that she had a, a very difficult time uh, finding a job. And she's like, well, if I'm the admiral's wife and I can't get a job at the PX, like, gosh, what's everybody else going right. through? And then she started really digging into the statistics. And and what she found is that, um, you know, over half of military spouses are interested in or already starting some form of entrepreneurship. I, I really believe, especially in this modern day and age and time, not that, not that everybody goes full bore entrepreneurship, but Right. You can always tap into some sort of side gig, side hustle. Just start an idea. Never wonder like that one thing. Like I wanted to try this. I read it. Like if you've read Rich Dad Poor Dad or Four Hour Work Week, I mean your your ultimate goal in life. If you want to really take control, I and mean, we're talking about money. If 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 you want, if you want to you know make sure you're you're safe and secure, uh, then then the number one thing you must do is control your source of your income. And really, the only way to do that is to either be a business owner or have multiple sources of income. Mm-hmm. The cool thing is there's lots of ways to do that right now. You don't have to take the risk of starting a business. Um, you, you know, There's a lot of in, independent contractor stuff. So I think dabbling in that space, failing in it, and realizing that's not that's a good thing. And, and, then, and then when you pick up and then you have a win, um, that's that's been, you know, other than the shaman, that's been the, the best thing that could happen for me to never worry about something like depression again. Sure, I have down days and sad days, but um, there's always somewhere forward to move yeah. to. I heard two things from that. I heard personal development because you mm-hmm. mentioned reading. And I don't know if if that's something that everyone takes seriously or not, but I love Audible and I love sitting yeah. down with a good book. Rich Dad, Poor Dad is great. Lean In is great. You mentioned an, a third one. The Four Hour Work Week the, by Tim Ferriss. The Four Hour Work Week is amazing. Mm-hmm. The four agreements. That's my favorite. That's that's my number one thing. One, because it's only four agreements that you have to memorize, but um, they're, they're, it's just little standard rules for life where you don't take things personally, you don't make assumptions, um, and you, you you always do your best. Just little things like that where you're right. just like, okay, as long as I stick to that, you know, nothing can really hurt me. Right. So we got personal development and then we got take the bull by the horns. Even if you're not an inter- mm. entrepreneur, Open up a couple of different revenue sources for yourself. That's going to give you passion, and it's going to give mm-hmm. you something to do. Right. It's it's not 
people, you know, the, the, the idea of following your purpose is kind of, uh, you know, constant problems. Cause it's like, well, Hey, I, I like, you know, my purpose isn't something that you get paid for, you know, it's basket weaving or whatever, as they say, sustainable interest. If you find a sustainable interest, you'll develop a purpose around mm-hmm. it. Assuming that, that there's, you know, there's, oh, yeah. there's it, it, it's ethical and, and you can morally get down to it. That's how Vertforce came to be. Just a lot of military spouses who got together and said, Hey, we all are really interested in helping other military spouses right. work remotely. So how can we turn that into something that people actually mm-hmm. benefit from? No, it's awesome. And now it's fun. Everybody loves it. And we jump in and we help each other and we're making friendships and that kind of thing opens up. I'm sure you have, I mean, we were talking yesterday about your business relationships now that wouldn't, you wouldn't have those friendships. You wouldn't have those connections if you hadn't pursued U.S. Vet Life. Right. I, I mean, a lot of what I, I say I, I wanted to do this for is because, you know, we, we see this in the military all the time. If you've read Sebastian Younger's book, Tribe, you know, we miss that camaraderie. Uh, and we, you're just not going to get it in the civilian world. It, it, it's not going to exist. I mean, you might be on a team or something, but um, we have something unique in, in the military community. And so for really, I always just said to people, I just want to hang out with my friends again, whether yeah. they're new friends or old friends. Mm-hmm. And I've brought an old friends in and sometimes I've tried to, and it hasn't worked out, but I've made, you know, made new friends and, and family in the process. All right. We had a comment. My husband is getting out of the military in September after 13 years, not his choice. Mm. I've noticed him falling into a depression. The military has been his life, and now he doesn't know what he's going to do. I'd speculate whether, whether this is the case or not, but um, a lot of I, I've got a number of really, really young guys. They were actually West Point graduates who are told for four years you're going to be a platoon leader, um, and then they got in the army. And what's happening right now is if anybody's got, you know, if their finger hurts, they're saying medical discharge, oh, and they're mm-hmm. and, and they're given they're giving them like months notice and so uh, for, for these young guys for example um which may be similar to this example story here you know they thought they had four or five years before they had to make their transition decision and they were looking forward to this experience of you know being in the army serving their country and everything that they had, they'd signed up and, and wanted to do and i think that's why it's 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 just so important this is a lesson for everybody else i mean there's ways to deal with it in the in, in the near term given you know what we talked about a minute ago but you know, that's just all the more reason is, you know, you know, we, you know, we're serving our country and we're serving the military, in my case, the army, you know, the army needs us uh, while we're in service. But as soon as you're gone, it, it, it doesn't need you anymore. And it's still going. Mm-hmm. And so we must take full responsibility. And, and that's why our message, our mission at Vet Life is, is you, you got to learn that, you know, how, how does this work? What's going to happen inevitably is the, the transition from military life. It's coming no matter how you, no matter whether you like it or not, or not. And ironically, all the military benefits that you get um, for serving work out a lot better the, the more you prepare, the earlier that you prepare for transition mm-hmm. from a financial standpoint. Marisol, I want to speak to that just briefly. There are organizations who will offer transition assistance. It'll be a lot of work on your husband because he'll have to maintain his full-time job. And then also try to pursue transition assistance in his spare time. Maybe joining one of Scott's information sessions may be good for your husband, but also looking at the organization called Warblock and looking into the Vet Force program by Salesforce could potentially supply him with some certifications that would help him transition into a civilian career that he's passionate about. 
All right. So let me ask you this. You own U.S. Vet Life, which is also known as U.S. Vet Wealth. It's like a subsidiary brand, a sister brand. Yeah. So what is it about these two organizations that is innovating the financial arena for the military families? And and specifically, how do they speak to transition? Yeah. So in a way, the vet life is more about the transition. Like, you know, what do you want to do with yourself? How do, how do we tie uh, organizations, influencers, nonprofits it, 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 together for these modern opportunities? All, all the job fair, the transition assistance programs that are out there, we're not saying all that stuff's bad. Not at all. We're just saying for, for a lot of the population, uh, that's, that's great information. Uh, but it's all, you know, going to be for the masses, kind of like what we're used to in the military. And in, in, in this day and age, we you, the more you customize and find your niche, that's how you align your passion to, to income. You know, we want to be that that uh, outlet and in partnerships with, with organizations such as yours and the Rosie Network, for example. On the that wealth side of things, well, it's all about money. So we had to say, well, how do you tie in your military benefits um, to prepare for that transition. And, and the biggest way we're innovating is that we're all told, you know, our whole lives, and this is what you learn from reading a rich dad, poor dad, is you're supposed to go to school. Your job at school is to get a job, right? And once you get the job, what are you supposed to do? What's your job there? It's to be a good citizen and pay your taxes until you retire. And so, uh, and then what's after retirement? Death, I guess. I mean, it's it's kind of like that, but this is this is the accepted American system for mm-hmm. some reason, and, and we, we we believe that's that's the cause of a lot of the depression. Um, it's very clear. Um, you know, 80, 80 some percent of Americans say they're unhappy in their jobs. I mean, that's a real statistic across all of America. So, um, you know, in order to solve that, it, you know, realize that it's all about money. Well, then you rather than just only saving the money for this long after retirement and thinking that you have to be stuck in this, this one system of, of a way of doing it. Well, the real, the real way, what do we say? Spend your money for time. Right. And so you want to position, you know, all your benefits, your assets, the way you save money, the way you leverage, you know, how this works to create opportunity for yourself, not just to fix problems or wait for the inevitable. No, the opportunities are in the near term in, in the three the year mark. I mean, it could be right now. It could be three years. But if we're not thinking that way, or we don't have our, our resources available to, to us in those time frames, while also still protecting ourselves from things like taxes and um, you know the, the way the stock market works, so you don't just lose your shirt right. next time it crashes. You know, we got to we got to be paying attention to that. And I was just listening to a podcast. Um, ironically, it was Tony Robbins, the the guru, his son. Um, it was was talking about how the 401k retirement system works in that over 70% of Americans have no idea that there are fees involved inside their 401ks or that it's tied to the market and it needs to be managed. And so they're, they're, they're not paying attention because they're going to work all day. So our goal is saying, hey, if we want to learn how to use our money, we need to focus for the active, you know, for the active duty family standpoint, we call it the transition instead of saving for retirement or only for retirement. What if, what if we're positioning ourselves financially for the transition? So you can have some flexibility, some control over whatever it is you might want to do. If you, if you want to start a business, ah, there's resources for mm-hmm. that. If you have an only in retirement accounts, you can't touch it. No. Or yeah. what if, what if, yeah, what if you just want to travel the world because you want to go figure yourself out? Like I got to do by living overseas for 11 years. You know, that, that's really where 
you know, we're, we're being, we're, we're offering a, a completely innovative and different solution that nobody talks about is saying position your assets so you can leverage it when the opportunity arises. Cause too many Americans just watch that opportunity fly by and they call it luck. Luck, luck is just saying, Oh, I see it, grab it and, and run with it and, and, and fail and try again. You know, that's, that's what we're encouraging. So what does that look like for most of the people who work with you? What do you, what do you see them doing when they come to you? Well, we, we've developed um, a number of proprietary solutions, and in, in, in a way, they're just strategies. And so, we're going to educate uh, our clients on: Hey, how, how do you how do you how do you um, leverage your 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 benefits, such as the way things like survivor benefit plan and first savings plan? How how that works for for transition, and then develop a strategy around modern financial tools. The ones everybody have always heard about are things like mutual funds and and term life insurance and and that's all yeah. good and great stuff. But again, it's it's tied to that overall system of you know go go get a job and slave away for forty years. Absolutely, so it is. If you want if you want to break out of it whatsoever, you got to use the modern technologies. And guess what? There's been innovation just like there's new iPhones and stuff out there. There's been innovation in the financial world. But the financial world and in the, the government, which which regulates the financial world, obviously two massive um, um, dinosaurs. They don't innovate quickly. They make a ton of money, so they're not going to change really. They're, they're really teaching people the exact same way we did it in 1995 or even 1980, for that matter. We just know. I mean, I went out there and looked around and said, "Well, wow! They they had created all these awesome new products." That used to be only available for super rich people. Now anybody can access them. The costs are much lower. They protect you from taxes. They protect you from a stock market crash. You can still grow your assets and then get access to them. You can't get sued. It's like there's 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 all different ways of doing it. And it's like anybody can do this right now. And when I was at that USA Digital Military Influencer Conference, that you know they had invited me. What kind of when I was a nobody or I mean I still feel like I'm a nobody. I'm just saying like I wasn't sure why I got invited there, but I was kind of shocked when they kind of laid out their whole, you know, education system. And I was there with all the top military bloggers and podcasters and stuff. And, and I realized, oh, they're all thinking, I thought other people knew what I knew. And I was like, they're all thinking this kind of old school way. It's like, you have to get the, you know, the Roth first, make sure you're maxing out your TSP. It's like, well, maybe, you know, what if that's not what the person really wants to do? What if there's opportunity right now? Nobody's talking about it. And that's where I realized, oh, okay, somebody needs to solve this problem. I happen to know it because I was over in Germany doing this. I had a very, very narrow focus on the military and veteran community and turned out it was our secret sauce. We, we just, I just spent a, more time than I guess, I guess other financial professionals could do what we do. They, they just don't you know, add the numbers together that way, I guess. Right, and, right. And we got very, very, very good at understanding. You, know, this, you don't have to wait until your retirement briefing and wait for a two-hour PowerPoint slide to figure out how your survivor benefit plan works. You know, we can show you in five or 10 minutes. It's pretty simple. Uh, it's shocking. We'll, we'll, it'll piss you off if you're learning about it at the end. But if you're learning out about the beginning, um, you, you, can, you can make some major changes. I mean, there's always ways to, to, to improve and, 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 and position for opportunity. Right. But, you know, it's, it's just one of those things. Well, I'm excited that your company is bringing that to the forefront. Will you answer a couple of questions from our community now? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah? All right, I've got a couple. The first one is from Jennifer Versayon. She wants to know what's your opinion on the survivor benefits plan versus life insurance. Oh, that's a great question. Uh, we were kind of just talking about it. I mean, yeah. survivor benefit plan 
in a way, is a form of life insurance. It, it's it's simply saying that um, you're going to get a pension. Uh, the, the service member is, gets the pension. It's tied to the service member. But if if something were to happen to to, to the act to the service member, to the veteran getting the pension, the, the pension would just go away, right? So. In 1972, the government said, well, we can't have that and leave all these spouses out there. So they created the survivor benefit plan, but it's not free. You got to pay for it. So you got to pay six and a half percent of your pension every single year for the just in case that uh, something happens. And if that did happen, then the spouse would get 55 percent of whatever the pension was getting. And so it sounds like a good deal. And it, and it, and it, it is. It's better than nothing. It's there for the lowest common denominator, the people that one aren't healthy enough to to, to qualify for an insurance program mm -hmm. or or just don't have the financial wherewithal or whatever. Like absolutely. But the reality is it's kind of like think about the probability of because you'd have to die really young for it to pay off. Because if you're paying six and a half percent of your pension right. year after year and you live 30 years, that's a well, lot that's of easy, your... that's easy math. If if you're like an E8 family getting out um, that that's going to add up to seventy to one hundred and twenty thousand uh, dollars that will just have gone to the government. And if the spouse passes away first for whatever reason, you don't get any money back, and then there's no benefit. And and either way, um, even if both spouses live long, uh, there's no legacy to be left. And it's like, well, what do we serve those twenty years for? Uh, to earn it or earn that pension. It wasn't just the service member going overseas. It was the spouse and the family that were sacrificing as well. Absolutely. They've earned, they've mm -hmm. earned that pension. They need to value it properly. So the the true way to look at it is not to say, oh, I'm retiring. I'm getting $2,500 extra dollars a month. It's a nice pension. Obviously, I got to get another job. Uh, it's not enough to live on. And that's the way it's, it's the majority, 80% of, of veterans uh, look at it, look at their pension. It's like, no, you're like 39 years old. You're getting $2,500 a month for the rest of your life. So that's the equivalent of about $750,000. You would have had to save that much money, put it into a bank account, and be drawing off it every month, starting at age 40 or whatever, for the rest of your life in order to do that. So obviously, most people aren't going to have that kind of money saved up. And so it's like, wow, this is, you know, I'm worth that 20 years of service is worth that much. Let's value it properly. And so if, if you can structure it right and, and qualify and, and, and do the finances and understand it, that, that's why the survivor benefit plan is great. It's for someone who just refuses to understand it. But if you, will, if you will be willing to understand a modern strategy to do a life insurance version, it can be as, instead of being out 70, 70K, it, you know, if you end up not using it, you maybe you invested that in a different type of insurance where you can get your money back. Yeah. And no matter what, you can leave some sort of a legacy uh, for your kids, for a charity, whatever it might be. It's just private versus public. Do you want to leave it to the government? You know, are we all happy with the efficiencies of our PCSs and all that, that kind of stuff? That is such a good point. <laughs> or do we want to take control of it our own selves? And 80% of active duty military take the survivor benefit plan simply because they haven't even heard about it until they're at the retirement brief. That's, that's just the wrong answer. Yeah. That's not, that's not fair. And the way we look at it is saying, Listen, that 6.5%, that's not just going to the government. It's going to a pool of money, which is managed by a third-party insurance. It's going to a, a private insurance company anyways, a government-contracted insurance company who's, who's way over, over at the cost. Because when you're, everybody's paying the same, you're not, get, you're, not, you're not getting rewarded for age or health or any of that stuff. Um, and so 
if, if these pensions are actually, if we think about it like this, the pension is actually a gift from the American taxpayers saying thank you for your service, right? We always hear the thank you for your service and they don't know what they're thanking us for, right? right. It's like, oh, you're thanking us. You don't, <laughs> you don't realize it in the form of this pension. Well, don't we owe it to them to be good stewards of that pension? Instead of, you know, just putting six put six and a half percent back up to the government uh, and, and to that third party contractor for a just in case, what if we had a what if we had a way to to keep hold of it so we could redirect it back out to the American economy and then again further that potential opportunity raising your human capital start business doing whatever you want to do right doing what you want to do all right thanks for weighing in on that for Jennifer let's take Amanda's question now Amanda Steckel mm-hmm. wants to know what's a good percentage to contribute to TSP or other retirement plan she's interested in the golden rule of thumb for, for percentage rates. And uh, wondering if you should back off on the percentage to pay off your debt before you start contributing to TSP. Yeah, I mean, there's there's lots of different uh, philosophies on this. If you were following a, a Dave Ramsey model, um, he'd probably say something along the lines of, well, if you're in the new blended retirement system, then then go get your matching for retirement. And that's that's usually the rule of thumb. If you're getting some sort of a matching, go get the free money. So if the company's going to give you 5%, so if you got a 401k, same thing, um, you know, usually it's good. It's good to get that because, hey, nothing again, nothing wrong with having some sort of retirement account. But above and beyond that, it's like, what are our other goals mm-hmm. here? Like what's what's really important? And so maybe paying off the debts sooner is is going to you know create right. more opportunity. But then uh, a lot of times, you know, debt is is a resource. Right. So manage properly. If, if, I, if our today goal, if our primary today goal isn't. 40 years from now at retirement, and if it's instead our transition, then that changes the whole landscape of how we look at this. And for a lot of people, TSP may become irrelevant. So would you say that it's pretty, it's a, it's an individualized solution that you sort of need to strategize for what's best for your family and what's best for you? Yeah, I think, unfortunately, in, in, in the, you know, with the goodwill we have around financial readiness and financial education, which again, the statistics show that it's not working, it's not incentivizing people enough to do it. but they're just saying what you need to do and they're they're blasting it out to every single service member this is this is what you're supposed to do it's like well actually you know while i i you know i'm following orders in uniform the pay we get that's all private so to lump us all into the same cookie cutter you know one size fits all solution that's kind of what a lot of us are annoyed about by the military are are, are happy to get out and be like all right i want to go find out who i am now but if if your money's tied to a systematized approach that you can't be flexible with, um, then then all of a sudden you either got to either stuck or you got to kind of, you know, unwind it. To become more educated about this, would you advise that our workforce members attend one of your information sessions? Oh, we would love to have them come. Yeah. I mean, uh, obviously, uh, a big part of who we talk to is the military spouse. Right. Um, they're, they're the ones that uh, are, even with talking with Jamie, uh, our, our intern that we've had is... It, we learn that, you know, it, the, the service member gets the briefing, but a lot of times he's just like, oh, that was just a PowerPoint slide where we didn't have to be in the field. Oh, so I, yes. was, I, I slept through I it. I cannot tell you. I My husband gets info all the time <laughs> and guess who never hears about it. Right. But see, the problem is most of those that info, especially when it comes to the insurances, it has to do with you. Not really the, 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 the service member. So it's just kind of strange that... Uh, we just it just keeps going on like that. It's like, well, the train we put it on the training schedule. The training was done. Here's the 
the PowerPoint slides that we all looked at. Right. And then there's a government employee who's basically just going through those slides like somebody from way up at the Pentagon said, oh, here's the thing to teach everybody. And so they're not even aware. Assumption is that everybody should do the government thing. That's why we have it here. I'm, I'm getting, I'm a GS-12, so I'm getting paid by the government. So, you know, what's the problem? It's like everybody's completely aware. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what's quite shocking. And, and so when we're talking to people uh, like this, we just want to get the word out. Like whether or not they come work with us, be clients with us, we don't care. You just want to educate. Yeah, yeah. We, we want to, you know, if they're the, you know, we serve only those who are meant to serve is our motto. And I think that should be any, anybody's motto for any aspect of their life. And in that way, you know, we're going to educate some people and they're going to be like, yeah, that just feels better for me. Uh, a lot of people are, are say, nope, I just like the systematized approach. It's easy. I don't want to think about it. And it's like, good. And that's what it's there for. It's not for everyone. It's not fair it's that not. we're all being told it should be. Will you take one more question? I know we need to keep moving, but I had a question from Brittany and then I had a similar question in the comments below from Aniko. And so because two people are asking, I think we should bring it up. Mm -hmm. Um, How do you handle medical debt? And I know you may have a a brief answer to this or not, but as that applies to the EMFP children, which are the disabled children of the military, Mm -hmm. uh, how can parents position themselves for their children financially? Which goes back to that medical debt. Right. Um, so I, I obviously I'd have to know a little bit more about the circumstances of the medical debt and, and how that works. But, you know, this is this is usually an, unfortunately one of those tough love type answers. Uh, you, you can't always find some sort of loophole or a benefit system that's going to fix these things. But this is where the opportunity lies. It's like sometimes you got to do the old American thing and say, I'm going to go figure it out, and I'm going to find ways to create more income. And as we alluded to earlier, there's never been a better time, not in the history of America, in the history of the world, for more people to step up, tap into, I mean, literally the internet that's going through the air right now, and create a network, you know, find opportunities. You know, if you help, I mean, people can make money through businesses like mine simply by saying, hey, I like your mission. I want to help you. I want to learn from you. You need to make more money. What, tell me what to do and I'll, and I'll go do it for you. And then they'll give you an affiliate commission or fee. So there's, there's lots of ways to do it. And I'm not talking multi-level market. I know a lot of people do that. That's, that's another animal that I think is close uh, to, to, to really helping people step up, but they, there's a lot of greed in, involved in there. And so it kind of backfires a lot of the time. But you don't have to rely on those systems because of the way things like LinkedIn work right now. It's, just, it's, it's actually kind of easy. You just have to want to go find the information and the opportunities and, and ask, right. ask people like me, they, they, everyone who's been through a position like mine and they see someone that says, I want to go to figure out how to, to be involved in a, in a small business or an entrepreneurship, whether it's my idea or I'm helping somebody else's idea. Don't worry about it. Just start. Just do it. All right, Brittany and Aniko, I hope that that helped you again. Vertforce, if you want to know more about finding the right financial solution for you, and the right strategy, Scott and his team could be the people to help you. And he does give free information sessions. Hang out until the end of this interview, and we will give you the link to sign up for that. Okay, so last few questions I have for you, Scott. I know sure. I know you're on a limited time window, so I'll try to move quickly. No I want to know why U.S. Vet Life and why U.S. Vet Wealth is something that you pursued as a digital organization. And how does that work for you as far as having a business that's completely virtual and distributed? Great question. 
because I just hated the other way. Yeah. I, I, I just wasn't, I it just, ah, to, to, to be in an office and to like to try to schedule appointments and then, and then, okay, I got somebody coming in and, and, and they're coming in at five. And so I'm, I'm emailing them to, to remind them mm-hmm. and tell them about traffic and where to park. And then I'm doing all this, get everything ready. I'm all dressed up in a suit. And then they call me last minute. Oh, I forgot. I got to pick up my kids. You know, it's just like the constant. And that's just standard in, in the, in the financial services industry or in a lot of, a lot of, a lot of spaces. And so it's just, it's just rough. And then, then of course, when you're, you're in a a, a one-on-one meeting in person, uh, it usually is going to take an hour or two hours. And that's not just, just my time involved. It's their time. They got to drive across town and it, or I'm driving to their house. And, and it's, it's like, how is this efficient? And, 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 but the majority of the industry still does it that way. And I realized, no, I, I, it's, it's so much easier just to, to schedule, communicate online, uh, and then set up Zoom calls. And then, you know, whenever we're in person, you know, that's when we're sitting down, having a beer, having a dinner, just playing with the kids, having fun. But we do business. Like you sit in your kitchen, I'll sit in my office. You know, you'll be comfortable in your space. We'll get to business, take us 30 minutes, and, you know, we'll follow up as needed. You know, and, and it's just, it's just a much quicker and more efficient. We've taken our typical client, you know, onboarding process from what could be mm-hmm. anywhere from three to six months, sometimes oh, even yeah. a year. Wow. That's pretty standard to right now, just depending on how motivated they are and, 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 and how aligned everything is. There's still levels of the financial industry that I can't innovate yet because <laughs> we, we have to go to the next level. But uh, for the most part, we can bring that down to one to three months to get started. And in the process, totally empower that person to have better understanding of how, how their money's working because they can monitor it better online and so on and so forth. Nice. All right. So for your team and for those who work with you, do you focus on hiring military or active duty military spouses? Is that something that's a, a core value for you? Yeah, and absolutely. It, this is this is all about, I mean, again, I, I came through the Rosie Network from Stephanie Brown. She had expanded it. Mm-hmm. Um, she started the Rosie Network to, to encourage military spouse entrepreneurship, but then that that came uh, or allowed veterans in as well. Nice. And so I just you know want to be a resource. Um, so whether or not somebody works with us or learns from us and takes those skill sets to another uh, job that is their passion or whatever, that's absolutely fine with us. We we have no problems uh, training. Our actually one of my goals, believe it or not, is is to train people on my team, even my current team members. Uh, like like Mitch, uh, a young kid, he wants to be a football coach. He doesn't want to be a financial advisor. Oh, wow. And my dad was a football coach yeah. at Ohio State. And so that resonated with me. And I was like, all right, well, if you go the traditional route of being a football coach, you're going to have to you know, work at a high school or, or, or make almost no money as a graduate assistant, you know, trying mm-hmm. to get up the ranks. Like they don't, it's, it's, a, it's a rough life. It it's is. like military life. And, 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 and uh, but instead... He can he can learn personal branding, influencing, uh, marketing, and stuff. You know, virtual stuff through us. Develop sources of income through the financial services industry, and then when he's ready, I'm going to happily send him off to go be a football coach. Where and because he can walk up to uh, some of the more famous coaches in the country, I bet, and say, "Hi, I'm already making money. Uh, I've, I've, I've I learned football coaching in my free time. I just want to sit here. You guys don't have to pay me." Like. Imagine walking up to any sort of mentor opportunity that you want for something you really want to become. And you're like, don't worry about the money thing. I've got a thing. It takes me five to 10 hours a week, but it's just virtual, you know, whatever. You know, those are the type of opportunities I want to create. And so I want my people to graduate out from being directly in that life because they're going to eventually find either another mission that better resonates with them or, you know, whether, whether it's like my sister, my sister loves 
gorillas. She just always wants to go to Rwanda and, and help the gorillas. So it's like, if we can help someone yeah. like her go do that passion, that's that's my dream. Right. So that brings us to the opportunity that you want to announce to the Burt Force community. Yeah. Right? So mm-hmm. this is, uh, everyone who's watching, this is what we have been all about tonight. Uh, we've sucked all of the knowledge out of Scott that we can for the hour. <laughs> and uh, we're going to cap it off with this amazing training opportunity that he wants to extend to you. So Scott, please tell the community what that's about. Yeah, this is this is a really fun and innovative way of, of training um, uh, people about the financial services industry uh, to, on, on one, one, uh, to one extent of it. Um, but really, like I was just mentioning, it's, it's really about you know, how, how do you, what is marketing? What is sales and marketing in the modern age? And it's whether you call it social selling or influence and authority marketing, it, it's all kind of tied together. But um, the traditional, if someone were to go be a financial professional, if you go to like a military job fair and, and you run into those big firms, they're going to tell you, oh, come join us. We're great. Look at our brand. And, right. and we'll you'll come into our office, you know, wear a suit and uh, we'll train you for six months. We'll get you all these licenses, blah, blah, blah. And, and then at the end of it, um, you know, uh, go out and, and you'll be a financial advisor, go get clients. And so the assumption, this is, that's how I got trained. And the assumption was, oh, okay, once I get the licenses, they'll teach me stuff and, and I'll go start a business. And that's not how this industry works. It's got a 95% failure rate because basically what they have those people doing is, is run through their friend, the list of friends and family and annoy them. And, and, and within two years, again, 95% of them have failed out, but They've introduced their friends and family along the way. So the company's made some money. But your program and, is different. You're, yeah, you're not yeah, trying and, to get through the friends list of the people who right. train with you. Exactly. And so what we do is we, we flip it on its head. Instead of worrying about any of the financial and the licensing and all that kind of stuff, we want to teach that branding and influence. And how to, again, how to use social media, uh, LinkedIn, uh, um, in, in, in developing you know language, uh, messaging skills and all that kind of stuff so that you know, if, if in the context of the financial services industry, so you're going to be learning about all that stuff we were talking about in the process, but we're not, but within, within a month, within the first month, you learn more about how to actually, uh, you know, find clients, find an opportunity, find business opportunities. And that, again, that skill set could be used in, in really any business, even if you're just looking for a standard job. It's going to teach you how to how to influence the people that are decision makers. And then on the second half of our internship, we would get into um, the financial side of things uh, and then find out, hey, if you would be interested in this type of industry, we've, we've developed a team approach where instead of that one person being responsible for finding a client, you know, being the financial expert who, who does the teaching and, and has to learn all the ins and outs, and then also has to do all the follow-up and the paperwork and the admin, we, we find where people's strengths lie. Forget about the weaknesses. Like, well, there's, we complement each other. And so there's, there's some of us who just really like to be out there and be networking and, and relationship managers. And there's others who just like to talk about it and teach, teach the new concepts. There's some who just want to sit, sit in the back and, and, and do the uh, processing. And we just work together. And the results have been uh, awesome uh, at how, how we can, you know, one, Amazing. get people through, but, but, but to grow our own, uh, our own business. Amazing. So you've, you've got this internship program and the first half is learning how to exist in the influencer space and how to mm-hmm. make digital connections and make those digital relationships. And then the second half is all about learning the business of financial wellness and seeing if mm-hmm. it's a right fit for you and sort of yeah. exploring how to utilize it to generate income for yourself. 
Right. And, and at that point, um, after about eight weeks, we're, we're very flexible on, right. on, on time per week. We say you know, five to 10 hours a week is, is, is plenty of time. And then it just becomes, you know, if this is something you'd be interested in, then you talk about the mm-hmm. licensing and then actually going out and implementing it for yourself. And even what a great way to learn how to build your own financial wellness strategy. Exactly. Taking an eight week internship to learn about financial wellness as it applies to mm-hmm. military families. It can be so beneficial to everyone in the workforce community on so many levels. All right. If you want to apply for the financial marketing internship with US Vet Life, US Vet Wealth, I am going to post a link as soon as this interview is over. And in the link, you can register to apply. We'll, we'll ask for your first name, last name, and email address. And then we will immediately email you the application process. All right. On the financial side of things, we have, yeah, we have a guide uh, that talks about what we call the transition. Instead of a retirement savings plan, we created the trans- the concept of the transition savings plan. So that's what the virtual info sessions are about. That's what our ebook's about. Happy to, to give all that stuff away. Awesome. Where can we find the ebook? Transitionsavingsplan.com. And um, we'll, we'll have, I mean, that's up right now, but I think uh, for registering, registering for the virtual info session, we'll probably just uh, do that on a one-on-one basis Okay. Um, to schedule those. If you want a virtual in- info session, what do you need to do? Email us at info at usvetlife. So that's info at usvetlife.com. Yeah. Right. And if they want uh, to, to look through the ebook and learn more about the transition savings plan, they can go to transitionsavingsplan.com. Okay, perfect. Scott, is there anything else that you want to add? I uh, know this has been fun. I would just like getting the word out to, to military spouses. Always excited to have more more uh, f- females in the financial services industry. Oh, it's, yeah. a, it's a very, I mean, it's it's a well-paying industry and it's just a, it's just a bunch of white guys. <laughs> <laughs> it would be nice to get, nice to get yeah. some new blood. I wonder if this would even be a good internship opportunity for the service members who might be transitioning. I know a couple of spouses mentioned in the comments below, you know, my husband's getting out dot, dot, dot in a month and three months and six months. You know, yeah. maybe you ladies need to tell your husband to consider this internship. Yeah, we have, we do have a number of, of transition service members going through it nice. as well. Scott, you're so interesting. I love your story. <laughs> I love hearing how you overcame depression and how you used alternative medicine. I love hearing how U.S. Bet Life and Bet Wealth came to be and how you're innovating the financial space for military families, but you're also innovating the employment space for military families. So you're a part of that remote work movement that yeah. we're so, we advocate so hard in our organization. Oh, is there, they, do we call is there a phrase remote, remote work movement? I it's like the that. virtual workforce movement. Okay. Workforce. Gotcha. Plug I love it. it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll tie in. I call I call my movement the Veteran Liberty Movement. I love it. Military spouses are invited, of course, but the idea is, you know, if you want liberty in your life, you got to go create it, just like our founding fathers did. I like it. I love that. That's so powerful. All right, yeah. have a wonderful evening, Scott. Thank you for being on our on our show tonight. Yeah, absolutely. And connect with me on LinkedIn. That's that's where I hang out most of the time. All right, have a wonderful evening. Bye, everybody. 